Welcome back to your favorite podcast, De-Influenced. Took a week off. We took a week off. So last week we posted um, a bonus episode that we actually recorded with my brother Landon before he had a girlfriend. And so that whole episode was about him dating, which was like... Oh, I didn't know anything went live last week. I yeah. thought we just took a week off. No, we we finally posted. We, we kept that for like any time that we couldn't record. Right. And so we posted it last week. And um, also, sorry for my raspy voice. I kind of like it though. I'm feeling like it's a little sexy. A little sexy. I like it. You like it? I like it a lot. Is Why is it like whenever you have a raspy voice, you have a better singing voice? I don't know. Prove it. Somewhere wow. over the rainbow. That's actually true. Way up high. <laughs> I'll be, what's the words? Your friend if you'll be mine. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's good though. Right? That's Somewhere really good. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> wow. Way up high. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's really good honestly um, thank you babe um it's perfect before taylor swift <laughs> my pitch was immaculate the other times i have good singing voices when i'm pregnant or maybe i'm just a little cuckoo and i think i have a good but i feel like the baby pushes all of your organs down and then your diaphragm yeah and it's like I'm a really good singer when I'm pregnant. You're honestly supposed to sing from your diaphragm. Maybe that's why. That's I took one voice lesson once. No, you did it. Yes, I did. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was in high school. Wait, um, stop. I did not know that about yeah. you. It was a private lesson. Don't worry. <laughs> stop. Why? I just, I wanted to, to see. I mean, I played instruments. So I was like, I wonder <laughs> if I can play this instrument. <laughs> my, this, my voice. Wait, okay. So can you... Like no, 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 no. Well, I mean, I took like six. Stop. This is like Maybe when seven. I learned that you tanned in a tanning bed in high school. <laughs> and whenever you started taking hip hop lessons in our first year of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Golly. So how did it go? Were you pretty good? Um, She told me I was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were paying her a hundred bucks an hour. I'd tell you you're pretty good too. Yeah. She was also like in high school too. So. <laughs> Oh, so was this, were you trying to get to know her or? No, 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 nothing like that. Her parents uh, led worship. It's a very musical family. You are? No, no, no. Her family is a very musical family. And they were the ones who um, mentored Jason Castro from American Idol. Oh, I know him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was uh, from Rockwall. Yeah. Lived in Rockwell or something. Yeah, that's back when American Idol was. So basically, I took lessons from Jason Castro's vocal coach. Got it. And it went well? You know. Did you ever record something? Um, I did. Stop. I did. <laughs> Do you have it? No. And I actually, it's funny because probably like two years back, I asked if she still had it. Um, Wait, why? Because I wanted to see if, if she still had it. <laughs> You know, I, I uploaded it to some site like, uh, what was it called? SoundCloud or Wait, something? Is it still there? No, it's gone. <sighs> it's gone like my old YouTube videos. Shoot. I know. I would love to recover that. I know. If anyone is a hacker and can find Jordan's old singing videos. It wasn't a bad song. I mean, it was very folky though. Did you write it? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've actually written three songs. Stop right now. Like, who are you right now? Who did I marry? Can, do you remember them? No, I about a year ago when you got me that guitar for Christmas that I played one time. <laughs> Guys, I'm not even kidding you. Like all Jordan wanted was a guitar for Christmas. So <laughs> I text my brother. I go, I mean, I do so much, so much research. I get him a nice guitar. I'm like, even Landon was like, whoa, like you really splurged. When I tell you he's played it one time, he's played it one time. It's truly been one time. <laughs> it's so sad. Um, it's sad because I'm good. <laughs> why don't you play it more um you know I, I just feel like i'm so like zero to a hundred like if i am yeah. not going to be able to go a hundred i'm just not in you're just not even to play yeah like i just backed out of a bible study um <laughs> because i told them it's okay we're all still friends i just they were like really wanting all the guys to be committed and i literally said listen i i feel like i can only give 20 percent because i'm traveling so much and i was like it's just not that fair that is so true about you you're yeah. either all in or I'm you're not even in all in or all out you're with that you're like that with friends too you either have them or you don't <laughs> yeah and i'm in a season where i really don't like someone who is it we went to a soccer game mm -hmm. and he asked me how many and he uh, said who are your best friends right <laughs> now? Your, your, who are no, your top three best who friends? are your three best friends if he had asked one i could have like come up with something but he was like three and i was like oh gosh he, you named two and you're like um, I was like, you're, was like, I was like, you? you're, you're probably third. <laughs> he was like, dude, I haven't talked to you in two months. <laughs> I know. I, I just, yeah, I'm zero or hundred. I feel that. Well, yeah, let's, let's get a little weekend recap. Um, mm -hmm. because we just had a pretty great weekend in my opinion. Mm -hmm. How was your weekend? It was good. I spent it all with you. <laughs> you tell us about our weekend. Well, you actually didn't because Friday night I went to go see Barbie with my girlfriends. True. Um, I have been doing this thing where I've been making an effort to hang out with my friends. I know you're so healthy right now. I know. And so, you know, on Monday I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something with my girlfriends. What can we do? Barbie. So easy. So I texted two or three friends that I hadn't seen in a while, was just trying to re uh, you know, get together with them and kind of, um, regroup. Yeah. And I'm just like, stay in touch. And, well, um, the friend groups kind of, it's, it's, uh, Evolving. It's evolving. It's fragmenting. Yeah. Our our friend group is kind of, but not fragmenting because people are breaking apart. There's just no. more people being added. And so naturally little groups are forming because whenever you hang out with your friend group, you can't invite like 11 people to everything, totally. you know? So it's like kind of naturally fragmenting, but not to the point where like it's drama or anything. No, no, no. Um, But anyway, so we went to go see Barbie. It was very interesting. Like I... I liked it. Would I see it again? No. Would I recommend someone to see it? I'd be like, it's your choice. 50, 50. If you want to go, go. Like if you don't, I, you know, it's not, it's not like you have to see it. Um, it was so funny. Like I was dying laughing because it was so relatable for anyone that played with Barbies. I was obsessed with Barbies. There were so many kind of like inside jokes that if you played with Barbies, like you would only get like, would I like the movie? No. Okay. I would highly recommend you don't see it. I just, you would not like it. You probably like to see Margot Robbie in it. <laughs> like she, she looks pretty good. And, and, um, but besides that, no, you would probably, actually you'd probably walk out of it. Really? It's just not your, your I, type. I, I've seen, when I was seeing Oppenheimer, I saw a lot of, uh, guys. There were a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Probably cause Margot Robbie and they're like, want to see Margot with their girlfriends or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was so good in it. And, and Ryan Gosling was like the best supporting actor I've probably ever seen. Like he just set, 
he was so good in it. Um, but besides that, it, it was, um, there were some moments like America Ferreira had this like monologue where she was, you know, talking about like feminism and like how it is to be a woman. And in some of those moments I'm like, yeah, she's pretty much right. And it like felt, it felt very justifiable. Like yeah. I enjoyed her monologue. Um, but besides that, it had, it's not what you think it had. It kind of reminded me of elf, like, you know, where that type of vibe of movie where you have this like super fictional plot happening and then they go to the real world oh. and Barbie's in the real world and, and Ken realizes, oh my gosh, it's not a female, it's not a woman's world anymore. It's a male's, it's a man's wor man's world. And it's like funny for him to like discover that as like always being like the Ken, yeah. you know? Oh, that's funny. It was, fu that part was funny. I wish they would have played more into that and stayed in like the real world longer. Um, but besides that, it, it was so confusing that like I really couldn't keep up and it was probably 30 minutes too long. Will Ryan there be a, uh, a second one, you think? No. I think they struggled to even like create a plot. With Dude, they're marketing one. though. Yeah, no, like for sure. They and, were everywhere. This movie was everywhere. Something else I really liked about the movie was Mattel like totally made fun of themselves. Like they had, um, you know, Mattel had... First of all, they came out with Barbie, which was like the most unrealistic standard of female ever. You know, this blonde. Different era. Yeah, but you know, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. they did. And it's like, when we were little, like all I wanted to be was tall, blonde with big boobs. You know, that's just Barbie. She was perfect. Well, I mean, not to like make this about me, but how do you think I felt playing with G.I. Joes? <laughs> exactly. And so, good point. Um, but you know, like Mattel like totally made fun of the, themselves with all their discontinued Barbies. Like they, they actually came out with a Barbie that this is real, that um, like when you twisted her arms, her chest grew. What? No. Yes. It was called, um, there was in that Barbie was like in the movie. They, they, they made fun of all their discontinued Barbies in the movie and had these characters. Like there was a Barbie that, um, let me think. Oh, it was called, he was called Sugar Daddy. And he was like basically like a Hugh Hefner Barbie. And they had, and they, that was a real Barbie that they ended up discontinued, discontinuing. Man, if they would have tried that like today. Yeah, but this was like in the 60s. And yeah. then um, they had a Barbie that was pregnant, that like actually a little baby would come out of her belly. They had a uh, Barbie that, um, they had a bunch of just crazy Barbie. They had a Barbie huh. dog that pooped and then it was like a cho choking hazard. So they got rid of the little pellets. <laughs> Um, so all of those things were in the movie, which was so funny for Mattel to like, just totally make fun of themselves. And then my favorite like actor ever, you know, Will Ferrell was in it and he just honestly saved the movie. That is so like funny. If Will, Will Ferrell was like the CEO of Mattel. Oh, that's such a good fit. Probably. And like, he was so funny and you know, anything that Will Ferrell's in, like I'm seeing it, his humor is like my humor, He's you so know? Funny. Um, and it was just funny because like Mattel is like, you know, Barbie was all about empowering females and and feminism, but then you get to the Mattel's offices and the whole team is like men, you know? Yeah. And it's just like- That's classic right there. Classic, it was just so good. There's just little like fun. But, um, but besides that, I was like, yeah, you don't really need to see it. I'm like talking some good about it, but then I'm like, it's like- Yeah, I know. I'm kind of like, now I kind of like want to see it. It seems funny. There are some funny parts, but the plot was just all over the place. I think that's that yeah. was my issue was the plot. Um, I saw so, Oppenheimer. How was that? Twice. 
Well, so here's what happened is I saw it once I made it halfway through and then I got like an emergency call. Yeah. Um, from like for Divi and I had to step out and then I was like, well, I missed so much. Yeah. So then I had to go see it again with a friend. So Oppenheimer brought in, how much was it the first weekend? Like 85 million or something? Yeah. I think it's like up to 400 million now though. Right. What? Yeah. I think it is. Like, I think it's done. Oh, million. oh, okay. Well, I'm saying opening weekend. Oh, I don't know. I like never followed 85? those numbers. Do you follow those numbers? Yeah. And then Barbie brought in like, a hundred. I always know because well, Barbie brought in 155 million. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's so like, I feel like very few people wanted to see Oppenheimer. Everyone. I mean, when I went and saw it, Barbie was, was like, insane. I mean, everyone was in pink. Yeah. You know, we were out at lunch on a random like Tuesday. Yeah. You remember those like sweet ladies that we saw and they were all like oh, so cute. retired probably and they were all in their pink like going to see Barbie. That's what I love about, I just love brands like that, that like everyone can get behind and agree on. Like it's so sweet and so special. Like Barbie, don't care yeah. who you voted for, what religion you are. Like we all love Barbie. And like yeah. the fact that we can all get dressed up with girls and go hang out, like I'm just so here for that. I think you will love Oppenheimer though. Oh, 100%. Because you're a big history gal. I, I cannot wait to see it. I know. And I then just, you're going to Google, you're going to Google oh, and Wikipedia go so, everything. I'm going to go so deep like you don't even know. He was not a good guy. Really? Like outside of him well, he developing. Well, yeah, outside of that, <laughs> so. he was like a womanizer. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I won't ruin like, anything. Yeah. Well, that's good. So what else did we do this weekend? Saturday? We saw our first uh, fo football match. Okay, so what happened was I got invited to go see um, Madrid play Barcelona by this brand. Yeah. And this happens often. I never really talk about this, but this brand, like, it was a legit brand. Like, you guys definitely know of it. And um, <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, and they emailed us and they're like, Hey, like we want to invite you to take three friends to Barcelona, play Madrid at the AT&T center tomorrow or no on Saturday. This was like on Wednesday or Thursday. And, um, I was so excited about it. And then they just ghosted me. <laughs> they never replied. Really? Actually they replied and they said, um, they said like, uh, I, I, I forgot cause it was all to Nikki, but then we replied back and then they ghosted us. So, um, but then I got really hung up on the idea of going to see Barcelona play mm -hmm. Madrid, play soccer. I've never been to the soccer game and football. so a football game. And so last minute we decided to buy tickets. And when I tell you it was a blast, it was a blast. It was a blast. I mean, I had so much fun. I am obsessed with soccer now. I looked up the different leagues that there are uh -huh. and there's like four main leagues. leagues. Okay. Yeah. And then they all play each other in the U E F A, I think. Yeah. Yeah. European. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Football every year. And then, and then the world cup is like the two. So it's like really big deal when these leagues cross over. Yes. Well, and so it was Barcelona versus Madrid. And like everyone knows Barcelona is like one of my favorite cities. So of course I had to root for them. Plus they had cuter jerseys and we won. Yeah. Um, I, I was going for Real Madrid and we lost big time. Yeah. And we made so many friends and the energy, the fans are so into it. It is not like going to any other sports game. Like they are constantly on their feet, mm -hmm. yelling, screaming, rooting, cheering. The acting from these soccer players is also so fascinating because, you know, there's a lot of penalties, a lot of fouls in soccer. They're always getting hit in the stomach or being tripped. And these little soccer players, they're all so handsome. Number one, they're like a bunch of little Ken Barbies out there. I think it's because <laughs> they are 
in such good shape because they're running like eight miles a game, you know? Is that on average how that? I think it's about that much. That's great. And I thought it would sprint- be way more, but it's sprinting. Well, um, yeah, and this, the field is, like, not that long. So eight miles is a lot for that That's field. That's a lot. Um, and they are just, like, the best little shape. Their hair just stays perfectly hairsprayed in this okay, one position. Okay, okay, we get it, bitch. No, but it's – I'm not – I'm just the saying, blonde, like – The blonde on – I saw you. <laughs> that little blonde kid that ran out for Barcelona. <laughs> I saw you lean over to Ellie and say something. No, and then I saw I a bunch did. of videos on your phone. <laughs> No, <laughs> of the screen. No, what was... I whispered to Ellie was he's seventeen. Oh, that's... I was not looking at him. That'd be gross. <laughs> Number one, I said that little boy is seventeen year years old. Can you imagine playing oh, with these? I, he looks like he was like twenty six. So no, he looked like he was seventeen. That's why oh. I whispered to her like, "How he's a boy." Oh wow, I was not checking him out. Ew. Um, and so yeah, it was so fun. I it loved fun. it. Um, so we did that and then we had a great night. Um, we had like drinks at park house after. So Sunday I just chilled and I read on my Kindle outside, um, the housemaid. If you guys have not read that, it is like a just page turning thriller. So good. You read in a day. I read in a day. But I will tell you, what did I tell you? I do this every time I read a thriller because I love thrillers. I love like a page turner. I love murder mystery, that type of book. I told Jordan like within the first two chapters, I go, here's what's going to happen. And I was right. You were right. What I told you. I do that with Jordan all the time just so he can like mark, mark my words. Am yeah. I 99% of the time I'm right? Um, yeah. I mean, I would say 90, 99%. <laughs> Truly, I mean, like, you've never, I can't think of one time that you've been wrong. I know. That's the only annoying thing about reading these days. And I told this to Nikki earlier. I was like, I can't read any more thrillers because I honestly figure them all out. Like, because what I do when I read a book is I read like I'm a dummy. I read like, I'm like, okay, what do they want me to believe here? Mm -hmm. And then I think of the craziest scenario. I'm like, this guy's so dreamy and this girl's damsel in distress Really what's happening is the damsel in distress is a mastermind and he's a murderer. Like, you know, I just assume the worst and then I'm always right. You should consult for uh, Colleen Hoover. Be like, this is what most people are going to think. Here's how you really make it to like interesting. She doesn't do like thrillers like that. Oh, Hers are more like romance. Wait, what's the silent patient? You always talk about that one. She didn't write that book. Oh, That was written by a dude. That's like the only book I've ever read written by dude. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I I just assume that anything you read is Colleen Hoover. No. I've I mean, I haven't read her books or, uh, in a long time. Christine Hanna, I hear you bring Christine her up. Christine Hanna, no, she's like a totally different type of writer. <sighs> what do I know? Anyway. Um, so yeah, we did that. We also last week took Stratton to his fifteen month appointment. Yeah. Um, which you guys know. I mean, Stella's like our little genius. And so Stratton is just developing on a different timeline, which is totally normal right. for kids to do. And um, he's 15 months. He's not really saying any words and he's not walking yet. So I was just, you know, a little concerned. Yeah. But the doctor was, she she did recommend some more speech therapist for us, which I'm definitely going to do. And she was like, you know what? He's totally fine. He's just taking his sweet little time. If you know Stratton's personality, he, that's what he's doing. He's just taking his time. He's just taking his time. He's just so sweet. I love him. He's, he's just a happy so little funny. bumblebee. Um. So, yeah, I guess we haven't caught up for a while. I. Uh, what else has happened? I went to Bridget's. Yeah, you went to New York. I went to New York. First time in the Hamptons. 
beautiful place. Really hard to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, first time on a on a sea boat. Very sceny. Very sceny. It's very who's who. Very who's who. Did I tell you that the first morning we woke up, we went to go get coffee, and we went to like this place called I think Jack's, and it's like kind of uh-huh. like the coffee place to go. Yeah. Did you see celebs? Um. I didn't see celebs, but I met a lot of people that follow us, which was like kind of shocking. I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know this part cool. of the world even knew who we were, but I met a lot, like probably like four or five in line. Wow. Um, super sweet. But they, uh, but yeah, we were, we were, went to this coffee place. You know, it's one of those places that line is like out the door. It felt like I was at a club and it was like eight o'clock in the morning because it's just like the place it's you like, go for yeah. coffee. And, um, the coffee was free because Derek Lamb, I believe he's a designer. I could be getting that wrong. Came through and bought everyone coffee. So everyone's coffee was free. What a flex. I know. Which I was like, that only happens in the Hamptons. Did he like say hi to everyone? No, he just, he wasn't even there. I don't understand. I mean, it's great marketing. Think about it. Like I know his name now and like I'll go to his store. I'd be like, he bought me coffee one time. Wow. And then I'll probably buy something one day depending on the prices and if they're cute, but like, think about it. That's so smart. Yeah, I know. And the, the, go- the girl checking out was like today, like coffee is free because on Derek lamb and that's a G ge- I'm going to, I love that idea. Yeah. I'm so, sure. but it only works as if the girl that's checking out at the counter tells Says you it. that. Yeah. Because there was like, sometimes that she like mumbled it to other people. Cause I was waiting for my coffee for so long. And so that is such a, that is such a great flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt like that was something that would only happen in the Hamptons. And I was like, dang, we should have ordered more coffee. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was really very who's who. We went to this place called uh, Surf Lodge where I met Alex Earl. That, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I probably care more than you do. Well, I, it was funny because, because like, you know. Did you tell her about our castle? No, I was trying to play a cool babe. Okay. okay like, I was trying like, to be like. You need to so, DM her and tell her, tell her like, hey, we're doing an influencer trip for Divi. It's going to be in a castle. The craziest thing about that whole situation was like, I didn't need, like she literally just walked up next to me. It was just standing there. Yeah. I didn't even know for like about 10 minutes. Ellie was making fun of me taking pictures because she was like, you didn't even know. Was she nice? So nice. So normal. Just like such a normal gal, you know? Just thrust just, in the spotlight. Just thrust in the spotlight. Just trying to be normal. Was everyone like like surrounding her freaking out no because i mean i feel like everybody else around her was like you had some pretty like you know had the nader sisters you had ariel charnas you had it was like cloudy in there yeah it was not like fangirly in there wow it was yeah so um i mean just watching your stories i was like this is a uh i mean you were thrust into the who's who of new york of the hamptons I think it, but it's mostly New York people. Um, it, from all over, a lot of Florida. I mean, really, because people are there for summer. I mean, it is. That seems like. Were you overwhelmed at any point being there? Like, did you feel no, like? No, because I'm, I had Ellie, so like, because there were girls on the batch. I didn't know anyone else from the bachelorette trip. I got to know yeah. Kendall from Stony Clover really well. She's really cool, so I hung out with her a lot. Your voice um, is just so hot. <laughs> It's great. It's like getting even more raspy the more that you talk. (laughs) I almost like wonder, are you playing into this? No. Oh my gosh. It's like, it sounds so, so, so good. Um, 
So did you see any like A-list celebs? Scott Disick got to the bar that I left That's early funny. right after I left. So I didn't get to see him, but everyone else did. Did you um, talk to Ariel? No, I was on my way to talk to Ariel or to say hi. And then Alex Earl came and stood right next to me. So I was like, I'm going to stay right here for a second. <laughs> so no, it was, it was fun. It was um, beautiful there. I would love to take the kids there one time, but the travel is way too, too much. Yeah. Well, they're, because the sh young. we took the shuttle on the way home, and so it was like three hours back to New York. Oh my gosh! And it, then two hours before our flight, two and a half hours. I took Ellie to the to the lounge, so we got some food, which was nice. And then another like three hour flight back to Dallas. So I mean, it was over ten hours of travel. Jeez. So the only way to do it is if we go to New York and we like take our kids to New York, stay there for a couple of days, and then like, yeah, drive up to the Hamptons, should run I tell, a house. Should I tell my New York story? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, tell them. That's so interesting. Okay. So first of all, I went to New York the weekend before, but I went to Saratoga to hang out with my friend Preston. And first of all, I got stuck in Charlotte for four hours. You're So you keep trying to figure out like how your shoes got stolen. That's definitely how your yeah, shoes got stolen. So, okay. I got new shoes and I've been super excited about no, my new shoes. Danny bought you new shoes for Danny Father's Day. Danny bought me new shoes for Father's Day. I texted Jorge. So I'm calling him Jorge. Yeah. Even everybody, everybody else calls him George, but his real name is Jorge. So listen, I don't care about material things in life. Yeah. But I fell in love with these Nike sneakers. No, this is not what happened. I texted Jorge. I said, Jorge. From Raw Kicks. I yeah. said, his name is Raw Kicks on Instagram. I said, what are the sickest sneakers you have? Jordan's, it's Father's Day, and I want to get something really cool for Jordan. Yes. He doesn't want anything. And you're not even really a sneaker person. So when I first got you pandas, you would go play paintball in your pandas, which is just like so wrong. So wrong. They it was were an creasing accident. The, it was an accident. So I, I gave these shoes to Jordan. I said, listen, babe, these are like, because Jordan doesn't really like anything like he doesn't like designer things or anything like you i mean whatever. i like this hat yeah you like that hat um and so i said listen jordan these are cool sneakers these are what we call quote unquote six sneakers yes do not crease these do not play i said if you do that it will be social suicide really yeah because people won't it's like it's like me you know, working out it in like a pair of Prada sneakers. Like right. you just don't do that. It's just wrong. And so, um, so I told Jordan and so he over time fell in love with these sneakers. They were Travis Scott's. Yes. I fell in love with them because I would wear them out and people would be like, bro, those are sick sneakers. And then I was like, wait, what me? Like, <laughs> me? I'm, I'm cool. And so then I started to kind of like get it. Um, and so I fell in love with these sneakers and the second thing that I materially cared about in life was my new Oakley sunglasses that I wore on the last podcast or two podcasts ago. Mm -hmm. And so they lost my luggage or I, I got delayed in Charlotte for hours. I didn't get until into Saratoga until like three in the morning. Mm -hmm. I had to fly to New York and then drive three hours to Saratoga. Anyway, um, they when my luggage was lost, they stole my Oakley's and my Travis Scott's. Mm -hmm. And that's like the two things I cared about. Mm -hmm. And so. So then Jordan buys locks for our luggage when our base luggage comes with locks. Yeah, I know. It's locks are actually on there. But anyway, so go to Saratoga, then go back to New York for a day for a meeting on Monday. On Sunday night, I we have a friend who's a paparazzi. And um, 
I have been wanting to do a ride along with this guy for probably years. Like I always text him. I'm like, Hey, can I come just ride what's, along with you? What's a ride along? Ride along. Like, uh, our friend who's a cop Lee said that sometimes she can take civilians on ride along. So it's like ride along throughout the night to see kind of like what mm. a cop goes through. So I really want to do a ride along with a paparazzi. Did you just make up that word ride along? No, I think Lee taught me that. Okay. Um, cause he was always like, I was like, man, I had so many questions. What does your night look like? And you know, Austin, he said, ride along. And so, um, you know, I didn't end up seeing any celebrities, but like this guy would, t he took me around and he was like, Sarah Jessica Parker lives here. This, uh, apartments owned by the Jonas Chrissy Teigen is lives here. Like he knew where everyone lived. But the most interesting thing about this guy was like, he knew like if there was like a, there was a comedy club with a line wrapped around the block twice. And he just like walked up to the doorman and the doorman was like, oh, what's up, man? He was like, he was like, hey, is anyone good here tonight? And he's like, no, nah, I wouldn't come in tonight, but like, let me know if you want to. And he has like relationships, not with like the elites, but with the the gatekeepers mm -hmm. of the bars and the restaurants and the, the bouncers and like could get a reservation anywhere. And so I feel like I just saw New York from this like whole different view. And then the last kind of crazy thing was like, you know, it's like midnight at this point and he walks into this random like comedy club and he's like, Hey, I'm going to do an improv set. And I was like, you're literally just going to walk on stage. And he was like, yeah. And he like talked to the bouncer and he just like went and did a comedy set. Was he good? Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was like funny. And uh, he like promoted Divi a bunch of times in the set <laughs> and that no one probably knew what he's talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just like a crazy like yeah. night. That's so cool. It is crazy how the paparazzi work. And I think what I always find the most interesting, not from your friend that you hung out with, but when we have talked to paparazzi in the past, yeah. it's like these celebrities are calling the paparazzi on themselves. 100%. 100%. And when they go places that they're being photographed, they're going there because they know they're going to be photographed. It's very... It's not like the old days of paparazzi where it's like, oh, they caught me. Like, yeah. it is very, like, calculated because think about... Think about all the celebrities that you don't see in the paparazzi. Yeah. Why do you not see them? Because they don't go places where the paparazzi are going to go because they want to be private. If you want to be private as a celebrity, you can be private. 100%. They are going out to be seen and then they like always act like they don't like it because they don't want to seem thirsty. They don't want to seem hungry, but they are, it's like, they're just keeping themselves relevant. It's smart. Like, honestly, I don't blame them. That's why I wanted to hang out with them. And I had, I asked them so many questions, like, cause you know, like me, I like want to understand, I don't want to understand what you do. I want to understand like the game. Like, yeah. what is the, what is the game here? And he told me like, yeah. So like what will happen is like this celebrity will be walking down the street. She'll say, Hey, I'm going out with these friends. And the game is like celebrities will hang out with each other to like plant stories that they know that the press like, is going to get clicks like with. Like Taylor Swift when she hung out with Gigi Hadid and all of them. Or a great example is at the white party, like that whole rumor of like Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Like the Kardashians totally planted that to like build their relevance in the media. Like knowing that Tom is divorced, yeah. like they got a picture together. She knew how to plan it. Like they all have the paparazzi that they have relationships with. But what happens and Tom is, is probably like, yeah, I'll play the game too. Like, why not? It keeps me relevant as well. But it's all fake. All yeah. celebrity culture is just totally contrived. Yeah. And it's like, we're the fools because we play into it. And what's happening is like, he was talking to me a lot about the economics of that industry now. And it's just dropping off because now paparazzi are not super relevant, right? Because it's like, 
we are, are every, every social media content creator is their own paparazzi. Like yeah. why, why would we give the narrative to someone else? Like when we're getting more views and clicks, et cetera, on individual privatized, like social media channels than they are. Right. Makes sense. And so, um, but yeah, it's all just kind of like a big ruse, but the biggest thing that I learned from him is he's like, what you have to be careful with is that when you create, when you build this narrative, a lot, a lot of times what happens, these, um, these celebrities like Kim Kardashian is like, they become so profitable to these publications that these public, they'll lose track of their own narrative. Right. So like initially you play the game and you're like, Hey, I'm going to be at this dinner. Here's kind of the story I'm going to give you, et cetera. But then you become this like object where the press is just going to run whatever direction that you want to go. And you lose, like you, it's almost like you, you create, control. you, you create this monster and then you lose control of it. Well, and that makes sense. Even with the, the photo shoot that we did with the Naders, when we had the paparazzi were following the Naders, like following us with yeah. that photo shoot. And you talked to both the paparazzi that were shooting, which who knows who called the paparazzi on them. They said maybe it was like the W hotel. Like, I don't know. But um, what's interesting about that is like, we told the paparazzi, we talked to them. We're like, this is Divi. This is not the Nader's mom. This is someone named Tornado. Yeah, She is, you know, we told the whole story. And then like three days later, it comes out in Daily Mail, the Nader's with their mother, you know? Yeah. And it was like, no, like obviously- It's fake the, news. Yeah, the Daily Mail doesn't care about the facts. They just quickly ran with the story with both the paparazzi probably- gave them the correct story they still didn't care yeah they didn't so care. the fact that they got that wrong i was like man i you really can't believe anything especially daily mail I'm sorry <laughs> i don't know honestly i feel like daily mail is kind of like more reliable sometimes than like some of the mainstream outlets these days because it's all it's all made up they're all just going to get the stories they're going to spin the facts in a way that like gets the most clicks 100 percent it's just crazy. I don't believe anything these days. <sighs> Me neither. Honestly, it's like kind of depressing. Like, Where are we at on this alien thing? Wait, can I say what I was going to say? Yeah. It's kind of depressing the fact that like, I don't believe anything because like, you know what else I just don't believe anymore? It's like all these like, Ellie would hate me for this, but I am just so right now in a place with all these health supplements. Like, I just feel like everything is so deceiving. Yeah. Especially like some, since coming out with our hair vitamin, like I'm very picky now, but like the vitamins I take are all these like you know, these things that help you sleep or this drink does this or this powder does this. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like you're just, yeah. I just, I'm so skeptical now. It's so sad. I feel like when I turned 30, I think what happened was I became a little hardened mm. and I'm a little bit more skeptical and it's just sad. I yeah. kind of, I, sometimes it's nice to be naive and just to believe things and to I like, don't want you to lose that though. That was always like, that was, I know I was the cynical guy. You were the ones keeping us afloat. I know, but it's just kind of who I am. They say that you change every 10 years. I know. And I just, I'm more cynical, especially yeah. since like, you know, the church and everything. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're not like, sorry. No, I'm, I'm teasing because I, here's what the thing is. It's like in, in re, like, <laughs> sorry, I lost this note and I got it. <laughs> Can you get that for me, babe? I can't, I can't get it. Okay. okay. Um. No, I mean, I am just, it's It's because I was so naive. I know. I was so naive. Oh my gosh, my sweet little old Danny. Little young Danny. <laughs> oh, it's this little baby buttercup. She was just so fresh <laughs> out the womb. I just, everyone 
just had my best intentions. Everyone was telling the truth. Why? What is going on? I don't know. But listen, okay, let me tell you something. I'm going to encourage you for a second. The one thing that you can never lose, I'm serious about this, Danny, was like part of your naivete was that you were able to forgive people and you're able to show grace like faster than anyone else I've ever met. Yeah. I'm, so I'm just cool. fight for it. Like, I mean, I understand evolving, growing up, maturing, being more aware of the world, but like, don't let it break you. <laughs> you were the one, you were the one thing. You're the one good thing. We were all holding out for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You were the only one keeping us uh, hopeful. No, I'm still a very hopeful gal. Just, yeah. you know, I've been burned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just been burned, man. And like, I know it's, it's hard to come back from it. I know. But See, it's funny. Cause I'm two years older than you. Yeah. You're so much older. So and much wiser. wiser. <laughs> That's a so, not lyric. Um, I think that I totally get what you're saying. And I feel like it happened to me at 32, but now I actually feel like I'm more hopeful. It's almost like I went down that rabbit hole and then I learned a lot of things. But you were always a cynic. Okay, that's, that's harsh. <laughs> you were more cynical. But don't you think I'm more hopeful than I was earlier in our relationship? Yeah, of course. And so I, what I'm saying is like, I think you have to go through that era of being questioning everything and being cynical and then just being like, okay, well, this is how the world works, but I don't have to be like that. No, that's 100%. that's, the, I'm in that's my, the era that I'm in. I'm in my educational cynical era. Yeah. I'm going to learn, learn, learn. I'm learning things. I'm learning about the behind the scenes of things I just didn't know about before. Right. So it's just fresh and it's new, but I'll bounce back. Don't you worry about me, baby. This is a really good um, time for me to bring up. Um, have I bring up? Have I brought up how I'm struggling to find a role model who's in their 30s before? No. Okay. Um, it's been on my list for a while, so I'll get to it here. Um, you know, when you're in your, when we were like just getting married, you're like, oh, like I love that married couple. Like I want to like model our lives off that or like. See, I'm not into that anymore. There are, there is nobody that I would model my life after anymore. I'm too cynical. No, that's what I'm saying. I know. Like I'm struggling because I'm like, okay, so many, so many of the people that inspired me in my career, in my life, et cetera. I've met and <laughs> don't meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Do you think that's it? Maybe that is it. Don't because meet your I, heroes. Um, maybe I have met people that I really look up to. I met a lot of people that I followed on Twitter. And <laughs> yeah. that was really hard for me, I, I feel like. Um, like I really fanboyed off of these people that I met on Twitter. And it, it's not it's not that they were bad. It's just when I met them. Well, explain like what. Or who are these random people you're meeting, you're talking about on Twitter? Um, like business people. Okay, so like, they were they were like influencer Twitter influencers. They were Twitter influencers, and I was just so like enamored by like how they built the things that they built and stuff like that. And not all of them, but a lot of them ended up being just really good marketers. And I don't know, it was hard. It was it's hard when your heroes are humanized. I think. Yeah. I, I think that's what I'm learning as well. It'll be really interesting. We're going to Los Angeles this weekend and um, I'm actually not nervous. I'm not even like feeling like I'm coming from like a fangirly standpoint. I feel like that's how far I am into this cynicism. cynicism. Um, like uh, we're going to be hanging out with quite a few like A-list celebrities, maybe, probably yeah. while we're there. And Sean just, White, Nina Dobrev. 
Yeah, but like Aaron Rodgers was supposed to go. <laughs> we'll we'll recap it once it happens because I'm still like I don't want to talk about it till it happens. Ashley Simpson. Yeah. Anyway, but um, Selena Gomez. I'm like I'm like I don't want to name drop, but like. But I will say it takes a lot of pressure off of like meet, meeting your heroes because when you realize that everyone is human, then you feel like you can just be yourself. You know, yeah. so I'm like not even really nervous to meet them because I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, they put their pants on the same way that I put my pants on. And it's mm-hmm. really it, it, I there's no reason I need to feel like they're superior. Yeah. And, you know, I'll probably be like a little nervous and a little intimidated. But um, but that's the one thing that I feel like it's helped me do. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how this weekend goes and mm-hmm. how we feel after. Yeah. Has this cynicism, because this is like, man, I just, this is a deep conversation. Has it changed anything about you sharing your life every day on the internet? Because it changed the motivation or the desire to share your life on the internet every day? No. I feel like that's totally separate. It's totally different? Um, no. I feel like it's totally separate. It's really my interpretation of the world. Yeah. The way that I consume, the way that I view everything. Nothing right. to do with um, like what I create or my purpose. See, can I tell you something? Or my mission. Yeah. It's vulnerable. Okay. It's like for the people that I looked up to, like so much of my motivation and drive was like, oh man, like I really am inspired by what they did. Mm-hmm. And then when they're humanized, it's taken away a little bit of the desire to like want to share myself on the internet because I'm like, well, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, uh, it makes no sense. Cause you started posting threads like every day. I know, but that's for me. Okay. You know, uh, I kind of get what you're saying. It's like, it's like I, they were my role model and I want to try and be that. But if that's all fake, like what's the point of even like sharing like my life? So I totally get that. And I think that if that's where you're coming from, then you probably shouldn't be creating content because truthfully for me, it hasn't changed my perspective because I feel like from the get go, like I've had this greater mission that had nothing to do with other people. Mm -hmm. And I've even even though I've become more cynical by like meeting other people, my mission has remained the same. Yeah. And like not to get too much into our faith and everything, but I think this is truly why we shouldn't look up to other people. And like, we truly just have the Bible and the gospel and Jesus to look up to, because that's the one thing that I can always fall back on. Right. Is like, there was this perfect person that God put on the planet and like, he's my example. And so my mission is to live like him and to share that message. And so when I keep that at the centerfold, like I'm not discouraged anymore. I'm not like cynical to creating content. I'm like, am I cynical to creating content to get other people's like, uh, approval? Yeah. It actually really annoys me whenever girls sometimes are taking booty pictures or these things. I'm like, there's just no purpose in it. Like it just, there's no purpose in, and just like I'm human and I can get off track sometimes and I yeah. can get a little competitive or I can, you know, take a misstep. But like, I do feel like at the end of the day, since I've always had my faith and I've always had that, you know, central mission, then I'm like, of course there's a point to this. Yeah. Of course I'm driven to post. Of course I'm driven to share my life and to share something greater than myself, you know? Right. 
So I feel like if people don't have a mission like that, like you probably shouldn't be creating content because you're going to be very disappointed because it's not going to make you happy whenever all you're posting about is yourself. Like, like nobody cares, honestly, like people don't care about you. They care about your message and they care about how you make them feel. Right. And see, that's this, that's the cynicism I probably have gone too deep into like the whole, like nobody cares. Like you just want to be a real person because like, don't be contrived. It's like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't follow that. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of booty pics, um, (laughs) I was wondering, um, you know, you were with a friend, I won't say who, um, and they were sending sexy pictures to each other. (laughs) And I was, uh, I put on my notes. You just, uh, baby, did not finish it. You said you were with a friend and then they were sending sexy pictures to each other. Oh, sorry. Sorry. She was with a friend who's married and the (laughs) husband and wife were sending sexy pictures to each other. And, um, you told me that story and I didn't sit, I didn't get one sexy booty picture. <laughs> I, and I just wanted to know the general policy that people have on, um, sexy pictures in marriage. So we've never been sexy picture senders <laughs> ever. Yeah. Why have you never taken off your shirt and sent me a shirtless selfie? Hmm? <laughs> I mean, it's funny. <laughs> I just can't even imagine myself doing that. Yeah. So, so I'm like, hold on a minute. This is I a know. double standard. I know it um, is. To be honest, I am always so, first of all, what am I going to take a picture of? I have literally no boobs. Like, <laughs> Babe, you have, you have a great butt. I'm just saying. First of all, I can't take a picture of my booty. And um, second of all, I went to high school with a girl Mm. where she had just moved to our high school and she took pictures and sent them to her boyfriend at the time. And he shared them with the entire football team. Yeah. And, um, she was so traumatized after that, that like taking pictures like that is so like, it's just in my mind. It's like, it's a no, no, I just have no desire. And it was, it scarred her so much. And this was like before Instagram or anything. Thank the Lord but it was horrible. And so I've always, I've always just known anything you post on the internet could last forever. So just like, don't do it. Yeah. Well, I don't have, you got hacked. I don't have any friends, so I'm not going to show any of friends. But you could get hacked. True. And like, I'm not worried about you or your friends. I'm worried about hackers. Yeah. (laughs) True. So, but Hey, I wouldn't mind a shirtless selfie from you every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's just even funny thinking about it. (laughs) <laughs> like, what would you even do if I sent you that? If you, if you opened your text message for me and it was just like me. <laughs> I would probably post it on my Instagram stories. <laughs> oh my god, It's just too good. It's, it's funny. It's way too good. It's funny. Um. <laughs> I'm thinking about making my uh, Instagram private. That would be a smart decision. <laughs> yeah, I just... Um, yeah, I... You've been... Sorry, my phone is ringing. You've been posting a little bit too much. I know. But it's for me, like, even if no one saw it, it's just like, I laugh at my own threads. And so it's like, not for anyone else that I was like, I really think I should make it private. I anyway, feel we'll talk about it ne- next week. Before you tell me your <laughs> next epiphany, today's episode of De-Influence is brought to you by Dreamland Baby. I've been using Dreamland baby products with both my kids since they were born, specifically the Dream Weighted Sleep Sack. This is actually so true. I started using this when Stella was little, when she was in her crib, and when she was transitioning to her crib, she had a hard time 
not falling asleep, but staying asleep. And the weighted sleep sacks helped her so much just because of that like extra um, weight that made her feel so cozy. The company was founded by a mother who was having trouble with her son's sleeping schedule. She was exhausted, completely desperate for sleep and willing to try anything. One night she placed a heavy throw blanket on him and noticed that he immediately calmed down, which led to a light bulb moment. Dreamland Baby was created there and has now helped over 500,000 families get more sleep. The Dreamland, the Dream Weighted Sleep Sack is easy to use, made out of quality materials, 100% soft and natural cotton, and gives a better sleep for the baby and the parents. The two-way zipper allows for easy diaper changes and comes with a tagless design to avoid irritation. The weight of the sack is distributed, distributed evenly from shoulders to toes. The sack relaxes and calms your baby and mimics the feeling of a parent's touch and hug. Stratton is the best sleeper, and I truly attest a lot of that to the weighted sleep sack he wears. It has helped him fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. They have some other amazing baby and children products such as swaddles, pajamas, and they recently launched a sound machine. Head over to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter the code DANNY at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide and free shipping. This offer applies to both new and existing customers. Thanks, Dreamland Baby, for sponsoring today's episode. We really do love those sleep. Yeah, sack. they're really good. They're the best. So any other epiphanies that you want to, you know, fill us in on? Let me check my list. Oh, I had an idea for a podcast. You know that, what's that um, smart plot podcast that you listen to with Jason smart Bateman? List. Smart List. And you know how they, you said that they did that thing where, um, like, you would you would invite a guest and I wouldn't know who they were. So, uh, another week I could invite a guest and you wouldn't know who they were. Yeah. I think we should do that. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. I have a lot of people that I would love to talk to that um, I don't have a platform for. Like, I have no reason. But if I invited them on here, I think it'd be really good. Yeah. And then I'd probably have no idea who they were. So you could, like, introduce yes. and educate us about who they are, what yes. they do. And I could ask questions and, and try to figure I, it out. I promise you, like, cross my heart, hope to die. I promise you it will be the most interesting conversations we ever had. Huh. I kind of like that idea. Really? Sound off in the comments. What do you think about that? High five. High five. I like it. Okay. Um, also, babe, I'm just saying, like, you looking at this list to find what your next topic conversation is is really killing the vibe. Really? 100%. It's so, like, well, calculated. No, it's not. I I have, look, it's really long. I have a, like, I just write down things I, I know. Can you to, just, like, share. talk instead of look at the list? Well, you asked me for my last, that was the last one that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Just like sometimes like I, I, I write things down and I'm like, well, I want to share that in the podcast or will I not? Do I feel like it? It's like I what know, I'm inspired by what, in this moment. What's hard is like this is just supposed to be a conversation. Like you're thinking so linear, whatever. It's just like supposed to be flowy and it's yeah. like very choppy the way you're thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I actually, um, that was, I mean. Um, I was going to say, what about. I wrote down Flemish rabbits. I thought we could take Stella to see some Flemish rabbits. What is that? Those giant oversized rabbits. Those scare me. I'm obsessed with them. I would love to have one. No. I would love to have a Flemish rabbit. Your eyes are watering. Are they? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I honestly think I'm like starting to get whatever you have. Um. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you is what did you think about the Twitter rebrand? Um, I thought it was kind of weird, honestly. What was the point? I don't know. What I mean, I, I think he's trying to build like a super app. 
Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. So like in China, they have super apps. So it's like one app where you can like do all of your shopping in one place. You can send payments in one place. It'd be like if PayPal, Twitter, and Facebook Marketplace had a baby. Okay. So I think that he's basically saying like, I don't want you to think of Twitter as just like sharing short form thoughts anymore because like I'm going to start making this more of like a super app. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it... it that I think tr- it's smart. That trend hasn't really like hit the US, but it's like really all that they have in China. So they just have one app that does everything. Yeah, like like a lot of companies try and build kind of like Apple. Apps. Um I know. Yeah, but Apple's not an app, it's like an operating system, so it's different. But yeah, it, I, he has such close ties to PayPal because he was like one of the founders of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine he's like going to try and move like payments and shopping, et cetera, into like one app. Um, but as an avid Twitter user, it, it is a little confusing, the rebrand. I'm not so because they're losing a lot of. OK, so how does this play into Zuckerberg? Because I know with threads, a lot of people, it was like the most downloaded, fastest growing app. Yeah, ever. but I think it lost a lot of its retention. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent. I'm not over it. I love it. But, um, I think like, I I think that they probably lost like 75% of their people who actually downloaded it. So that means like 25% of the people are still using it. But you can't delete threads unless you delete Instagram. That's genius that he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I, um, I don't think threads is going to go anywhere. Um, but like, that's what Mark Zuckerberg does is like, if he feels threatened by something and he can't buy it, then he just rips it off. So, um, are they going to fight? <laughs> I I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg would dominate Elon Musk. You think they're actually going to fight? I think they're going to fight. <laughs> it's, it's really good for both of them. Think about it. Like, it's just going to like, it's they're they're seen right now as like these out of touch billionaires. It's going to humanize them. It's going to create their celebrity so much more. Yeah. It's what the Jake and Logan Paul did like it's by them so getting smart. into boxing and like boxing all these people. It just added a whole new aspect to their brand. Huh? I kind of love that. I know. But Mark Zuckerberg, like he does uh jujitsu. Yeah. And he's like really good. Apparently like Joe how Rogan talks about they? all the time. How tall is, I feel like Elon Musk is tall. I think he's tall. Like over six foot, but he's probably just like a very clumsy giant. And yeah. then Mark Zuckerberg is probably just looks like quick karate kid. Yeah, exactly. I think Mark Zuckerberg would win very hard. Huh. That will be interesting. Do you think Stratton will take karate? I would love for Stratton and Stella to take karate. Self-defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want... Uh, did you ever take karate? I think I did. That's another thing I didn't know about you. I mean, I was really young. Singing, I was like, dancing, I and was playing like in karate. five, six, or is five that or something, six. Is that like a sport that like every little boy wants to take? No, it's like <laughs> a sport that, you know, your parents put you into and you're like, I have to punch this board. <laughs> You know, and then you like break the board because they halfway saw in half Aww. and you feel so strong. That's so cute. See, Lana never did but karate. From a, I think from a fighting standpoint too, like, like karate's kind of considered a little lame. Yeah. Bush league. Well, so level. the thing with me is like, I would be more real. This is what I would tell Stella. You hit him as hard as you can in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, and you just kick him as hard as you can. In the nuts, and then you run as fast as you can. Yeah. I really do think that Stella, I, I would love for Stella and Stratton both to be into uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? Um, that's more grappling 
and like self-defense. Like um, I was with a guy at a men's retreat and he was telling a story about how he was with his young daughter uh-huh. and he was in New York and these people, these two guys barge in to rob the place. Yeah. And because of what he had learned uh, in grappling, he was able to subdue both of them and like hold them in place. Um, whereas <laughs> like one time, both of them. Yeah. Like, whereas like if they would have moved, um, like they would have like broken their own arm. Wow. Um, and he like held them down until the cops came. And so it's like, it was a very big like self-defense thing. That's pretty cool. I know. I, yeah, I, I've thought about doing it, but <laughs> I just don't see how it like fits into my schedule. It's <laughs> <laughs> a valid point. Hey, maybe you could get a private tutor to come here to the house. <laughs> you would. You just come upstairs. Wait. <laughs> and I'm just like on a mat. <laughs> I could totally see it. <laughs> He's like lifting me up and just like <laughs> slamming me on the ground. Uh, wow, that's a really good idea, though. That's an <laughs> interesting thought, Danny. We have, uh, we have any jujitsu teachers, <laughs> private coaches come to the house, we'd just yeah. shout out. Do you have any more topics or can we go on the aliens thing? Oh, no, tell me about the aliens. Well, I want to know what you think. The about congres- the aliens? Yeah, the congressional hearings. Um, I think the timing is fishy. I do think they're trying to distract from something, the you hun- know. The Hunter Biden thing. Of course. Um, yeah, I think we can all agree on that. But I, it's like, we kind of like already knew, you know. Knew what? The, that they had found things. That they had found uh, non-human remains. And they, yeah. had found, they had seen UFOs and had, had you know, uh, yeah. discovered uf or uf like the objects uh-huh. um i kind of it's nothing new to me i guess it's just so you think the ufos are real um yeah you think aliens are real um i know this it is wouldn't hard. Sh- it wouldn't shock me it's when when i think about how big space is mm-hmm. it would not shock me but it is weird that they don't talk about aliens in the bible but they talk about like demons and stuff so i'm like is it like a form of that or like is it fallen angels is it yeah. like i, don't I mean know. there's some like crazy things in the bible that like dude there's uh, the craziest things in the bible it wouldn't shock me if the aliens, nephilim the nephilim the, the big giants. giants the um some of the angels the crazy looking angels and stuff so uh, it wouldn't shock me but i'm also like like they're kind of doing their own thing so like let's just do our own thing <laughs> Let's just stay out of each other's business. Let's like not upset the aliens, you know? Yeah. And so, um, if anything, they're, if anything, what it shows, they're actually trying to help us because most of the time they're hovering allegedly, I'm going to put it in quotes. Most of the time they're hovering over like, um, nuclear test sites and stuff like that. And they will like shut down the equipment, um, most of like the reports are like they don't want us to destroy ourselves or maybe if they if we destroy ourselves it destroys them or something yeah so they're really in it for themselves but we just it's works to our benefit the problem this is the only thing i'll say because i'm still like processing the two the couple things i would say is that talking about aliens is less fun now because Mm. it used to be like this like fringe outland outlandish like i think it still is uh, well, uh, kind of like it used to be like fun to explore because it was like a funny debate, you know, that you could have with your friends. And now that there was like a congressional hearing where it's like under penalty of perjury, 
people were admitting this stuff, it's kind of like, uh, like it's kind of a little bit more real, mm. if, if that makes sense. So that's number one. And number two is I trust the two pilots, Ryan Graves and uh, David Fra- Fravor, who went live because they were on Joe Rogan and they've been like pretty consistent with their testimony over years. This new guy, Grouch or whatever, mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't trust him. Mm. Like he seems like really cagey. Like he seems like a like a CIA op or something. I'm like, where did you come from? Why have you never shared this before? Who are you? Yeah. Um, no one's ever heard of him. And then suddenly he comes out with the most explosive yeah, information. Stu- information that like has happened in years. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. That's where, that's so like kind of where I'm at. I'm like, do I, do I believe that they're there? I'm like, I don't know if I totally believe these people. So yeah. like, just like I'm 50, 50 really with all of it. I'm like trying, cause a lot of the pastors are saying that they're demons. I'm are like, they are they saying that? Um, well, I texted one. You know, I don't like JP. Uh-huh. I texted him. I always text him alien stuff, um, and he's convinced that they're demons. And I don't. I'm like trying to. I'm not saying no. I just don't understand the argument. I think the argument is because the reason he probably would think that, and I don't know for sure, but it's like the Bible never talked about aliens so the only other thing that they could be yeah is demons because the bible does talk about that and he like my whole thing is that i'm i very much believe in like we've talked about this like possessions and like demonic activity mm-hmm. um so i believe in that but i always see it as like a spiritual thing like for demons to take physical form i'm not saying it's not possible i just We've never really seen that. Yeah, it's like not really talked about that much. So, yeah, that's what's so crazy about it. Well, who knows? On that note, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, we're gonna have another episode that we will be filming in Los Angeles, um, and we're gonna give you guys kind of more of a live update of our experience with Taylor Swift and hanging out with all these celebs because uh, it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be something that we have never done before. Um, but would love for you guys to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review on Spotify and Apple, and, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye guys. Bye.